Tom Brenneman was a radio personality who hosted the popular morning show Breakfast in Hollywood from 1941 to 1948. He was known for his friendly and humorous style and for interacting with his studio audience, which consisted mostly of women. He also featured musical guests, celebrities, and contests on his show, and he was one of the first radio hosts to use a remote microphone and broadcast from different locations such as restaurants, theaters, and hotels. He also produced a movie based on his show in 1946 starring himself and several Hollywood stars. He died of a heart attack in 1948 at the age of only 47. He was posthumously inducted into the Radio Hall of Fame in 1998. The track you're about to hear was originally broadcast on January 21st, 1945. The show is called the Philco Radio Hall of Fame, and on this particular date, they featured Tom Brenneman and his Breakfast in Hollywood program. This is Heirloom Radio, a different kind of oldies show. I am your host, John Lovering, and I thank you for listening. Largest radio manufacturer presents your Radio Hall of Fame. From the beautiful Earl Carroll Theater Restaurant in Hollywood, today and every Sunday for one full hour, the stars made great by your recognition of their achievements are brought to you by Philco Corporation. Makers today of radar and electronic equipment to help win the war, makers tomorrow of products for good living in a world at peace. Ladies and gentlemen, when you said that a man conducts the most popular morning program in radio, how much further do you have to look for a reason to install him in your Radio Hall of Fame? No further. He's in. The program is Breakfast in Hollywood, a show with such a great audience that RKO is going to produce a picture called, aptly enough, Breakfast in Hollywood. The man who is going to star in that film and who conducts the program that glorifies servicemen and old age and pokes fun at women's ridiculous hats, is today's master of ceremonies, Tom Brenneman. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Jimmy Wallington. You know, this week marks a couple of occasions in my life of which I'm very proud. For one thing, this week we celebrate the start of breakfast in Hollywood's fifth year on the airwaves. And for another, today marks my first appearance on your Radio Hall of Fame. I'm also very proud that so much of our audience this afternoon is comprised of servicemen and women. It makes me feel very much at home because our own show has had, over a period of years, more than 75,000 service people attend in person. Welcome, you betcha. And I'm pretty sure that you and the rest of our audience and our listeners are going to enjoy the festivities honoring the achievements of Jimmy Durante, Carmen Miranda, Arthur Treacher, Gene Austin, Paul Whiteman, and Kay Thompson. Kay is probably one of the greatest song stylists that ever hit the airwaves. That's what they used to call her when Kay and her rhythm singers were regular features with top radio shows. Besides being loaded with pulchritude, the gal's clever. One of the top song arrangers we have, under contract to MGM. And she's written special arrangements for such stars as Judy Garland, Gene Kelly, and yes, the voice himself. So here is Kay Thompson and her rhythm singers in Louisiana Purchase. Okay. And that red meat come from New Orleans, Louisiana. 
Plenty of desirable things to be purchased in Louisiana, no doubt. And it looks like after victory, there are going to be some mighty fine Philco radios to be bought. How about it, Jimmy Wallington? Yes, you're right, Tom. Because Philco is a musical instrument of quality. For 12 straight years before the war, more people bought a Philco than any other make of radio. Because of finer tone. Because of superior performance. Because of quality. Today, that reputation for quality is serving the armed forces of the nation. The Philco laboratories and production lines are producing intricate radar and electronic devices in quantity according to far more rigid standards of precision than were ever required for peacetime products. The day is coming when you and your home will reap the benefits of these war-borne standards of quality. Your Philco radio and phonograph of the future will bring you not only the newest achievements of modern science, but new standards of precision and dependability that will make Philco more than ever famous for quality the world over. And now the Dean of Modern American Music, Paul Whiteman. Well, you know, it's really remarkable. I haven't seen you for a couple of years until Monday when you visited our program and invited me to appear on your Radio Hall of Fame. And now we get together twice in one week. Well, Tom, I want to tell you how much I enjoy some of those features on your show, especially those wishing rings you give away. Say, what would you wish for, Tom? Me? Oh, Paul, I'd wish to hear you play a Whiteman-esque version of an old favorite of mine, Midnight in Paris. Son, you got your wish. It's coming at you with Midnight in Paris.
A few years ago, a senorita from Brazil, singing in Portuguese, appeared in a show called The Streets of Paris, and wowed Broadway's audiences and critics with a song called The South American Way. Already a Latin American's most famous entertainment personality, she won your applause not only with her performances on the stage, but on the radio and in pictures as well, her most recent screen vehicle being 20th Century Fox's Something for the Boys, and she has plenty. Well, her dresses, her hats, and her performances are out of this world. So into the good neighbor wing of your Radio Hall of Fame with her, presenting the star who is and has South America's leading figure, Carmen Miranda. Come on. Thank you, Tommy, thank you Well, it's good to see you again, Carmen It was nice of you to drop in for breakfast the other morning Well, I was very hungry mm, You were very hungry? Yeah <laughs> I didn't know that you got up that early in the morning I don't That was right before I go to bed Oh You see, I was out on a date with a marine mer merchant A marine merchant? Mm-hmm You mean a merchant marine? No, a marine merchant Oh All night long he tried to sell me a bill of goods <laughs> Well, I don't blame him. <laughs> you must be very popular with the, uh, with the men in the armed forces. Well, I think so. They let me miss live ammunition of 1945. Miss live ammunition of 1945. Yeah. They pick me as the girl they most like to get loaded with. Mm. <laughs> well, a man would have to have some sort of a stimulant to take those hats you wear. I know that. Well, there is nothing wrong with my hats. I pick my hats according to the kind of a man I go with. If I go with a soldier, I wear a very beautiful brown hat. Hmm. If I go with a sailor, I wear a blue hat. A blue hat. See, you, sailor? You must be going out with Nelson Eddy tonight. That thing you have on your head now looks like a hunk of shortening bread. Tom! <laughs> I'll have you know men go crazy for my hats. When Frank Sinatra saw me, he threw himself at my feet. Wait a minute, let's get this. Yeah? Frank Sinatra threw himself at your fit. Hmm? Well, he didn't exactly throw himself at my feet. He let go of the microphone for a minute and boom, he fell down. <laughs> <laughs> well, Carmen, you're a millionaire. It's your own business, but your songs are ours. So how about starting off with your famous rendition of Tico Tico? Pleasure. <laughs> 
tico-tico-tá, tá outra vez aqui Tico-tico-tico, tá comendo meu fubá Tico-tico-tico-tê, tem que se alimentar Que vai comer umas minhocas no fumar Tico-tico-tico-tá, tá outra vez aqui Tico-tico-tico, tá comendo meu fubá Tico-tico-tico-tê, tem que se alimentar Que vai comer umas minhocas no fumar Mas por favor, tira esse bicho do celeiro Porque ele acaba comendo o fubá inteiro Tira esse tico de casa de cima do meu fubá Tem tanta coisa que ele pode finicar Eu já fiz tudo para ver se conseguia Tomei ao fiche para ver se ele comia Botei um gato, um espantalho e uma sapo, mas ele Acha que o fubá é que é boa alimentação O tico-tico-tá, tá outra vez aqui O tico-tico tá comendo meu fubá Se o tico-tico-tê tem que se alimentar Que vai comer uma minhoca no fumar O tico-tico-tico-tico-tá, tá outra vez aqui O tico-tico tá comendo meu fubá Eu sei que ele vem, vive no meu quintal Ele vem com ar e de cana e de patal Mas por favor, tira esse bicho do celeiro Porque ele acaba comendo o fubá inteiro Tira esse tico de cá, cima do meu fubá Tem tanta coisa que ele pode pinicar Eu já fiz tudo para ver se conseguia Tomei alpiste para ver se ele Botei um gato de espantalho e uma capô, mas ele acha que fubá é que é boa alimentação E o tico-tico tá, tá outra vez aqui, o tico-tico tá comendo meu fubá Se o tico-tico tenta que se alimenta, que vai comer umas minhocas no fumar O tico-tico-tico-tico tá, tá outra vez aqui, o tico-tico tá comendo meu fubá Se o tico-tico tenta que se alimenta, que vai comer umas minhocas no De Madrid, pratinho pouco, pratinho pouco. E quase não volto mais aqui pra ver peri. Beija se se pouco, Eu conheci uma espanhola natural da Catalunha. Queria que eu tocasse castanhola que pegasse touro a unha. Caramba, caracol, isso do samba não me amares pro Brasil. Eu vou fugir, que isso é conversa mole para boi dormir. Para te eu fui às touradas de Madrid. Para te empurro, e quase não volto mais aqui pra desferir. Beijar-se para te eu conheci uma espanhola natural da Catalunha. Queria que ela tocasse castanhola, que pegasse touro a unha. Caramba, caracol, sou do samba, não me amales pro Brasil. Eu vou fugir, que isso é conversa mole para boi dormir. Para chimpum, para chimpum, para chimpum. Well, he's in the nightclub corner of your Radio Hall of Fame because your patronage and laughter have made Jimmy Durante one of the greatest nightclub comics of the era. He's in the musical comedy pavilion because when it comes to rating musical comedy stars, he's somewhere up in the stratosphere. He occupies a niche in the microphone room because this is his third trip to our halls and because the Durante-Gary Moore program on Friday nights is one of radio's bufferoo shows. And with his hilarious performance in Metro-Golden-Mayer's Music for Millions, how can you keep him out of the silver screen auditorium? So here he is the man who has sandbagged the English language until its verbs scream for mercy. The man who was born with a horn of plenty and turned it into the horn of plenty. Jimmy Durant! You've got to start off each day with a song. Now even when things go wrong, why, you feel better, you even look better. Uh, Stop the music! Stop the music! Stop the music! Stop the music! That cornet player's only using one lip. <laughs> Sorry, Jimmy. 
But welcome once again to the Radio Hall of Fame. Thanks, Tom. But where's the leader of this band? I want to talk to him. All right, here he is. Paul Whiteman, our leader. And a very distinguished musician. Hello, Jimmy. Distinguished musician, huh? Who did you ever play with? Well, I've played with the Moscow Symphony, the Paris Conservatory, the Los Angeles Philharmonic, and with Leopold Stokowski, Sir Thomas Beecham, and Kuzovitsky. Can't hold a job very long, huh? <laughs> Ah, uh, but Paul, anyway, just keep plugging. Okay, Jimmy. <laughs> Tell us, Jimmy, what have you been doing? Well, last week I was writing a mash note to a potato of my acquaintance. <laughs> when I received the phone call from a high government official, he said, Jimmy, get down to Washington right away. Drop everything, but I couldn't. You couldn't drop everything? No, I had a blonde on my lap at the time. <laughs> I love that kind of carrying on. <laughs> You know, when I arrived in Washington, I was immediately ordered to a special session of Congress. And Tom, in my honor, they all came dressed in formal attire. Did they wear tails? I don't know. I didn't look under their long coats. <laughs> ah, the ready, you're a character. <laughs> but continuing, I gave Congress my views on a manpower situation concerning industry. Oh, take it easy, Jimmy. Don't tell me that you're an industrial expert. Why, Brenneman, when it comes to industry, I'm a regular typhoon. Hmm. You know, Ford runs the auto industry in Detroit. Armour runs the meat industry in Chicago. Henry Kaiser runs the shipbuilding industry in California. And you? I run a fruit stand in Brooklyn. <laughs> That's the conditions that prevail. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> well, I suppose Congress was duly impressed by your valuable suggestions, Jimmy. Indubitably. And they urged me to carry on my research work. So in order to speed up my investigation, they, so I could travel all over the country, they awarded me a number 72 priority. A number 72 priority? What does that mean? After the war is over, I can take a bus. Ah, uh, but Tom Trouble seems to be following me. Mm -hmm. Well, let's have it, Jimmy. What seems to be the trouble? It's my social life in Washington. At every cocktail party I attend, friends ignore me. And every time they pass the hors d'oeuvres, they pass me up. Then I, then I found out what it was. Mm, what? I ain't got a butler. You ain't got a butler. But, Jimmy, the help problem being what it is, where are you going to get a butler? I just saw you talking to one, that fella over there. Oh, you mean Arthur Treacher? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he looks like a warmed-over umbriago. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he's a great butler. You know, I've seen him butler. Uh, but Treacher isn't a butler, he's an actor. I'll introduce you to him. Arthur, step over here for a moment, will you? And meet... Jimmy Durante. Certainly, old boy. Glad to oblige, yes. <laughs> yes, sir. Here he is. Jimmy Durante. Uh, why have I got to meet him? Well, One moment, Jeeves. Don't hand me none of that drawing room lip. <laughs> I don't want any part of this. Excuse me for a while, will you, folks? Now I'm a good man. Let's get down to the business at hand. I'm looking for a gentleman's gentleman. Well, so far, you're two gentlemen short. Precisely why you are here. I admit that I need a little polish. A little polish? You could use a gallon of glow coat. <laughs> touché, uh, touché all over you, Mr. Teacher. <laughs> no doubt you've heard the old maxim, uh, brevity is the soul of wit. Of course. Well, shut up. <laughs> Just answer me this. Will you or will you not be my butler? My dear sir, this is a farce. I'm not a butler. I am a motion picture actor. A dubious career at best. <laughs> Look what pictures did to me. Type me. Every picture I was in, they made me play a fellow with a big nose. Why? <laughs> you know, it's quite obvious. And please get it off my chin. <laughs> Pardon me, my emotions carried me away. But, you know, teacher, butlin' is the only job for you, teacher. Treacher is the name Treacher. Pardon me, a particular cuss. My dear sir, and you're none of them. <laughs> uh, 
Even if I were to give up the cinema and become a butler, I most assuredly would never enter the service of a creature of your ilk. And what, pray, is wrong with my ilk? <laughs> you, sir, are boorish, crass, overwhelmingly illiterate, and completely repugnant. I wonder how much of that is good. <laughs> None of it. It was purely a commentary on your lack of breeding. And if you tell me you breed fine through that great beak of yours, I shall scream. <laughs> Teacher, I shall... The creature is the name, sir. Treacher. To err is but human. Right. <laughs> I wouldn't arouse my ire if I was you, Teacher. Oh. My last butler aroused my ire, and I was just about to punch him in the snoot when I says to myself, James, whenever you're angry, count up to ten. So I starts to count, and as I'm counting... Yes? He hits me between six and seven. It's treason. Treacher is the name. <laughs> Teacher, you're fired. Oh. What's more, you'll get no reference from me. Goodbye and adios. I can think of no more desirable culmination to this repulsive association. Well, now that you've apologized, I'll keep you on. <laughs> Now, look, teacher, I'm in a spot. You've got to help me out. I appeal to your baser instincts. Well, Mr. Durante, I suppose one should lend a hand to one's fellow human, though I use the word loosely. <laughs> Spoken like an Englishman and an ally. Ally? Ally. Well, now, as regards the duties of your butler, I, I presume you'll want him to serve tea each afternoon? Never touch the stuff. You never drink tea? Nope, them little bags get stuck in my throat. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, quite so, yes. Now, tell me, uh, tell me about your tub. My tub? Yes, you tub daily, of course. If the water's warm, I tub. If it's not, I basin. <laughs> Well, it's no use, Mr. Durante. I don't know where I could find a man you'd be happy with, and distinctly vice versa. Listen, happiness isn't everything, Mr. Teacher. Treacher is the name, sir. I'll ignore that slur. Money is what makes the world go round, and I'm prepared to pay a butler a princely sum of $18 a week. $18 a week? Why, I paid my man $100 a week right up to the day he left me. You say he left? Yes. And the job pays $100 a week? That's right. Brother, you've got a new butler. Oh, not that. Yes, because in Washington, they're snubbing me. And if Washington is listening in, I want to say this. They can push me around so far. I'm bound for Washington to consider taking over the job as ambassador to Constantinople. And as usual, the car is amuck with celebrities. So I became rather chummy with the Sultan of Pasha. And as we sipped our Brover seltzers, what do you think happened? He offered me his harem of 500 beautiful wives, but I turned them down. Because when I get up every morning, who wants to find a thousand stockings hanging in the bathroom? <laughs> Arriving at the nation's capital, and I hope to get my hands on some of it, I went direct to the presidential suite at my hostelry. And just as I was drawing my bath, and you should see some of my drawings, I heard street noises, horns blowing, people shouting. And what were they shouting? They were shouting Durrani for ambassador. We want Durrani in Constantinople. So nonchalantly smoking a camel, I steps out on the balcony. How do you like that? No balcony. Suddenly, looking up, I hear Zumbriago shouting. I make some motion to back Durrani for ambassador. The motion was thrown out, followed by Umbriago. <laughs> Snubbed again by Washington. Did I burn up? So I jumped up, and believe me, this is what I said. If Washington needs me, I'll answer the call. But they better not call me collect. Now Morgenthau, McNutt. Nelson, Icarus, look them up and you'll find them all in who's who. You can't miss. Now, I know I never got my name in who's who, but I did get the picture once and watch this.
in the Rodague section. There'll be some changes made when I get to Washington. That I'll guarantee. Changes in our domestic relations, foreign relations, and trade relations. That's what I want to do, trade relations. <laughs> when I get to Washington, I'll put statues of me all over the place. I think it'll take a couple of years before they get used to my face. So if Washington needs me, I'll answer the call, but they better not call me collect. Now, two weeks later, I'm at my home in my library, trying to find the lost weekend. When the telephone rings, slipping into my shorts, I rush downstairs to the delicatessen store to answer the phone. Picking up the receiver, I said, hello, but I heard nothing. Then I thought I smelled something funny, and what do you think? I was talking into a salami. <laughs> Finally, I got the call, and who was it? My old professor, Dr. Balan, from Harvard. He said, James, as ambassador to Constantinople, your sorority brothers are asking, do you know the meaning of political economy? The Dunbarton Oaks tresses? And Lenley's fiduciaries? I said, no, professor, but if you put that to music, you'll have another mazzy dose. <laughs> so I says, adios and doodly-doo. So if Washington needs me, I'll answer the call. But they better not call me collect That I demand respect We'll hear more from Jimmy in just a moment If Gene Austin had done nothing else but write a song called Lonesome Road We'd give him a big welcome to our Radio Hall of Fame, but Gene's accomplishments are considerably more than that. He also wrote those old favorites, How Come You Do Me Like You Do, and When My Sugar Walks Down the Street. He's one of the most popular recording artists in the annals of the business. Two of the songs he introduced was the first to record, and was the first record, I should say, was Melancholy Baby, and the other was Carolina Moon. And when you consider that he's been in radio about 20 years and has starred as singer on many a big program, including a number of his own, why then, let's ration the verbiage and get to the man himself. He's Gene Austin. Gene, it's really a pleasure to be on the same show with the man who introduced a blues classic like Melancholy Baby. You know, Tom, there's a story about that song. The man who composed it was shell-shocked during the First World War. His memory was restored after hearing his own song played. Hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if it was your recording you heard, too, Gene. And another reason I'm glad to have you with us is because I used to announce some of your programs 15, 20 years ago. Tom, will you ever forget the radio progress of those days? The Happiness Boys, Harry Harlick, and the A&P Gypsies, and the Cleco Club Eskimos with Gray and McAmony as the kingpin of announcers? Yes, and in those early days of radio when Philco was just an infant, an announcer not only had to announce, he had to sing, recite the shooting of Dan McGrew, and even play the piano. He was kind of the jack-of-all-trade. But let's get back to the present, Gene. Talk about what you're going to do. Are you going to sing one of those old favorites you wrote, like... Lonesome Road? No, Tom, I'm going to get out the piano and give out with a kind of a new ditty, a novelty song of mine called The Crazy Song. Good. I've never felt so romantic. Friends are frantic with my antics. Everyone says it's fantastic the way I rave about you. Now every time I walk along the sidewalk, every girl I see I think is you. Everybody thinks I'm going crazy I am, or you Every time I'm in a conversation All I ever talk about is you Till everybody thinks I'm going crazy I am, or you People do the funniest things The funniest things they do I think everyone's crazy But I'm all right, but I'm all right, but I'm all right, are you? Every time I think about the future, all I ever think about is you. 
Till everybody thinks I'm going crazy I am, are you? People do the funniest things The funniest things they do Now I think everyone's crazy But I'm all right, but I'm all right, but I'm all right, are you? Every time I think about the future All I ever think about is you Till everybody thinks I'm going crazy I am, 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 Thank you, Tom. Now I'd like to sing a couple of old songs, a couple of old favorites that I recorded a long time ago. Come to me, my melancholy baby. Cuddle up and don't feel blue. All your fears are foolish fancies, maybe. Baby, now you know, dear, that I'm in love with you. Why, every cloud must have a silver lining. So wait until the sun shines through. Smile, my honey dear, while I kiss away each tear, or else I shall be melancholy too. Now, after you've gone away, let me cry. After you've gone, there's no denying. You feel bad, you feel sad. You'll miss the best old pals you've ever had. There'll come a time, don't forget it. There'll come a time when you regret it. Oh, baby, just think what you're doing. My love for you is going to drive me to ruin. After you've gone, after you've gone away. After you've gone away and left me crying. After you've gone, there's no denying. You'll feel bad, you'll feel sad. You'll miss the best old pals you've ever had. There'll come a time, don't forget it. There'll come a time when you regret it. Oh, baby, think of what you're doing. My love for you is going to drive me to ruin. After you've gone, after you've gone away. This is the season of predictions. So Philco offers these thoughts about what's coming in refrigeration. Frozen foods will play a big part to simplify meal preparation in the kitchen of tomorrow. Not just frozen foods as you know them now, but an infinitely greater variety of frozen foods. Many of them completely cooked and ready to serve when you warm them up. Manufacturers are now planning to freeze a complete meal from appetizers to apple pies. Put it on sale in your neighborhood market and free American women from hours of work in the kitchen. Now, to take full advantage of this service, you will naturally need a refrigerator equipped with a frozen food compartment so you can keep these ready-prepared meals on hand at home until you're ready to serve them. And that means you will need a new Philco refrigerator. Why Philco? Because even before the war, Philco pioneered with a complete line of refrigerators equipped with frozen food storage compartments. The experience gained in building them, plus additional years of laboratory research, will make your post-war Philco the true advanced design refrigerator built to suit the needs of modern meal planning and preparation. It's worth waiting for, that Philco advanced design refrigerator of tomorrow. Your Radio Hall of Fame will continue after station identification. This is the Blue Network. Listening to Philco's Radio Hall of Fame, which this week initiates Jimmy Durante, Carmen Miranda, and the Carmen Miranda Band, Arthur Treacher, Gene Austin, Kay Thompson, and her rhythm singers, and your master of ceremonies, Tom Brenneman, who is approaching the microphone with a very happy gleam in his eye. Why not, Jimmy? I'm gleaming at Kay Thompson, who's going to have sing a song called Love. It was written by Hugh Martin and Ralph Blaine for Metro Golden Mayor's forthcoming production, Ziegfeld Follies. And you know it's a good song because those are the same two lads 
who wrote that wonderful trolley song from MGM's Meet Me in St. Louis. Kay Thompson and her rhythm singers get musically amorous with love. Love can be a moment's madness. Love can be insane. Love can be a life of sadness and pain. Love can be a summer shower. Love can be the sun. Love can be two hearts that flowered one. Okay. Folks, at this point in the program, I'm going to introduce a feature which is part of our own show, Breakfast in Hollywood. As I said at the opening of this broadcast, as is true every week, Philco has invited a great number of servicemen and women to the Earl Carroll Theater restaurant from which we're broadcasting. And it's going to be my pleasure now to interview just a couple of them as time will permit. And I'm sure I'm going to have a good time. There's certainly hundreds of them here. I want to ask you to step on stage, will you, honey? Who are you? What's your name? Ooh, take it easy. Corporal Gloria Rich. Gloria Rich. 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 Where are you from, Corporal? New York City, New York. From New York City, New York. How long have you been in the Marines? It'll be two years, March 17th. Two years, March 17th. Mm -hmm. And tell me, how long has it been since you've been home? Almost ten months. Ten months. Are you married, Miss Rich? No, I'm not. No? (laughs) Not yet. What? Not yet. You hope to when this thing is over? I hope so. Where's the boyfriend? He's back in New York. Good. I hope he's listening to you. I hope so. What's his name? Danny. Danny. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, here's a little present from Philco, a $5 Ooh, bill. Thank Go you. call up Danny, boy, will you please? And who are you, please? Clifford Nelson, storekeeper, CBs. Clifford what? Nelson. Where are you from, Nelson? New York. New York City, too? Mm-hmm. Tell me, um, you've been in CBs how long? A year and a half. How long have you had the mustache, Cliff? Three weeks. Three weeks. <laughs> Well, it looks it. <laughs> Tell me, did you raise it on a dare, Cliff, or something? Almost. Almost, huh? Somebody threatened you or something? Oh, no. All right. Cliff, was... you're not happy with this at all, are you? Take this and go buy Quite some mascara and put it on that mustache. <laughs> Come on here, big boy. Who are you? What is your name? Bob Tannenbaum. Bob what? Bob Tannenbaum. Where are you from, Bob? Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> Hey, you're a lot of sailor there, mister. How tall are you? Six three, stocking feet. Six three in your stocking feet. You have brothers or sisters? Three brothers and one sister. Mm-hmm. And they're in Brooklyn? Yeah. No, no. Southwest Pacific. Oh, they're they're all in service. That's you right. mean there's four boys? That's right. Four the Tannenbaums? That's right. Four of them. Boys, that's right. Gee, I, Bob. 
Bob, I hope your mother's listening to you. I really I hope do. So too. It would be a thrill, wouldn't it? Six feet. Well, here's five dollars for you. These are just little five dollar bills that Philco made especially for me, Bob. Thank you. Huh? Thank you. Good luck to you, man. Thank you. That's a hunk of sailor there, I'll tell you. Who are you? Earl Carroll of St. Louis, Missouri. You're who? Earl Carroll. Well, <laughs> you are Earl Carroll from St. Louis, Missouri. That's right, Tom. Mm-hmm. You have changed since I left. <laughs> Tell me, Earl. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a bit in age. Huh? Age, mostly. Mostly in age, <laughs> no. Well, now, Earl Carroll is not an old man. By no, any. that's right. But uh, you have just a little more hair than he has. <laughs> a little more than I have, too. How long have you been in the Navy, Earl? Almost three years, Tom. Uh-huh. Do you have a family? Uh, no, I'm still hunting for one. <laughs> well, brother, you came to the right place, is all I have to say. <laughs> well, here, Earl Carroll, is uh, $5 and... Here's another $5 bill for you, Earl. Thank you, Tom. For bearing a name like that. Very uh, much. Fine. And bring it back and spend it here tonight, will you, Bob? <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's all the time that we have. I wish that every man in this place would please stand. We'd like to give them a reception to the Pilco Hall of Fame. Stand on your feet, boys. Oh, let them have it. Say, Paul Whiteman, Gene Austin, suppose you two boys explain what's next on the agenda. Glad to oblige, Tom. You see, every so often on this show, we come up with a little feature call now and then. But today, we're going in for a fancy Dido call forever and ever. And I'll show you why we've labeled it that. Gene, what was the best-selling record you ever made? My Blue Heaven, written by Walter Donaldson, sold over a million and a half copies. Which, in its day, was a record for records. Well, we figure My Blue Heaven is just as good in this era of servicemen and women as it was in the days of flappers and sheiks when it was written. And it will be equally good tomorrow. And that's why we figure it ought to be on the Radio Hall of Fame and why we call it a forever and ever. So as Tom Brenneman said, let's race in the verbiage and ascend with Gene Austin and the band into my blue heaven. I hurry to my 
to my blue heaven A little white light And then you turn to the right Will lead you to my blue heaven You'll see a smiling face A fireplace A cozy room A little nest that's nestled where the roses bloom Just Molly and me And baby makes three We're happy in my In my blue heaven And now... Oh, Mr. Brennahan. Oh, Mr. Durante. I hope you'll pardon this semen intrusion, but a certain delightful creature on this radio hall of fame has upset my equilibrium. You thought no, I... no, no. <laughs> you thought I couldn't pronounce it, eh? <laughs> In short, there's a dame here I go for. Oh, could it be Carmen Miranda? Yes, I'd like to meet her. Well, Jimmy, you took the words right out of my mouth. That's a pretty unsanitary way of making conversation. <laughs> But, uh, Tom, in spite of your crudity I will allow you to introduce me to Miss Miranda It'll be my pleasure, James uh, Hold on a minute, Tom, will you? What is it, Richard? Well, think twice before you introduce Miss Miranda To this uncouth heathen I'm glad you're on my side <laughs> I am not on your side Tom, I've been trying to tell Jimmy that he and Miss Miranda have nothing in common. Ah, rubbish, falderal, and intermezzo. <laughs> I hope I've answered you. <laughs> Mr. Brennaham, is Miss Miranda a woman? Yeah. Am I a man? Yes. You see, teacher, we got plenty to get common about. <laughs> <laughs> if you please, Tom, let us not delay this romantic meeting another moment. All right. Carmen. Carmen? Yes, come here. All right, here she is. I want you to meet James Durante. How do you do, Jimmy? Miss Miranda, stop me when I get personal. Oh, pardon me, Carmen. I want you to meet my man, Teacher. The name is Teacher, and I'm not his man. In fact, I'm as far from being his man as he is from being Spanish. Now, wait a minute. I wish to challenge that statement. When I was born, my parents gave me a ring with an inscription on it. It said, Spanish now and forever, undoubtedly. Spanish now and forever, undoubtedly? All that inscribed on a ring? Just the initials, S-N-A-F-U. <laughs> Teacher, I'll prove it to you. Miss Miranda, yes. say a few words to me in your native tongue. Hablo usted español? Oh, si, 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 uh... What did she say, teacher? She wants to know if you speak Spanish. Oh, sure. I'm Spanish from my head to my nose. Jimmy, you mean from your head to your toes, not from your head to your nose. Senorita, don't you think I'm covering enough territory for you? <laughs> I'm a true South American. There are many countries in South America. Which one are you from? I'm a Bolivian. <laughs> in fact, I can tell time. I can't tell time unless it's a Bolivar. And I... <laughs> And I'm well acquainted with all the Spanish customs. I love both your food and your women. Tell me, Jimmy, do you like our enchiladas nice and very hot? Yes, I do, but let's talk about your food now. <laughs> Mr. Durante, an enchilada is food. To be sure, I've often... Uh, I've often have them on my patio. Patio? You don't even know what a patio is. Yes, I do. It's a high hacienda that's blew its top. <laughs> <laughs> I got a million of them, a million of them. <laughs> and now, if you'll pardon me, teacher, I have a request to make of Miss Miranda. A request? Yes, it comes from someone so exalted, I can only whisper his name. You mean... Yes, Umbreano. <laughs> He wants you to sing the South American way. Umbriago's request is my command. Thank you. And now Carmen Miranda, accompanied by the Carmen Miranda six-man band and Paul Whiteman's orchestra, sings the rumba that first brought her to fame in this country. Jimmy McHugh's The South American Way. Hit it, amigos. 
ai, 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 é o canto do pregoneiro Que com sua harmonia traz alegria em salsa americano ei. Ai, 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 e o que traz no seu tabuleiro Vem de praia, ioiô, vem de praia, ia, em salsa americano ei. E vem de vatapá, e vem de caruru, e vem de mungunzai, vem de umbu Seu tabuleiro tem de tudo o que convém, mas só lhe falta e a belenguen tem Ai, 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 é o canto do pregoneiro que com sua harmonia traz alegria em salsa americano, é. Ai, 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 é o canto do pregoneiro que com sua harmonia traz alegria em salsa americano, é. Ai, 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 e o que traz no seu tabuleiro Vem de praia, ioiô, vem de praia, ia, em salsa americano, é Em salsa americano, é And now this is Tom Brenneman speaking for Jimmy Durante, Carmen Miranda and her band, Arthur Treacher, Gene Austin, Kay Thompson and her rhythm singers, and Paul Whiteman, and saying good luck to our nation and to our fighting men and women all over the world. Goodbye, all. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your undivided attention for the next few seconds, please? Your undivided attention on a matter of vital importance to hundreds of young men who have shed their blood and perhaps suffered great loss on our behalf. The United States Army stands in urgent need of 10,000 registered nurses. If this includes you, apply to the War Manpower Commission for reclassification for military service. If you are one of the many people in this country who employ a registered nurse, ask yourself, do I need my private nurse more than 15 wounded GIs? Perhaps you have a friend who's a nurse. She may not hear this plea. Tell her that the need for her services are greatest with the armed forces. Those who volunteer for Army nursing now become second lieutenants with all the opportunities for promotion, veterans' benefits, mustering out pay, and loans. Major General Norman T. Kirk, Surgeon General of the United States Army, says, the Army nurse is living five years ahead of the nursing profession. She is gaining experience years ahead of her civilian opportunities. What General Kirk says is true. And true, too, are the unspoken words in every mother's heart. No woman can do more for my boy than the nurses who stand beside him when he's in need of their skill and their sympathy. If you are eligible, join the Army nurses tomorrow through the Surgeon General, United States Army, Washington 25, D.C., or call at your local Red Cross chapter. The wounded, thank you. a cordial invitation from Philco to be our guests next Sunday when from the Earl Carroll Theater Restaurant in Hollywood, the following stars made great by your recognition of their achievements will be honored by your Radio Hall of Fame. Ginny Sims, Dick Powell, Gil Lamb, Billy Gilbert, Andy Russell, Paul Whiteman, and others. Tom Brenneman appeared by courtesy of his sponsors, the Kellogg Company and Procter & Gamble. Jimmy Durante by courtesy of R.J. Reynolds' Camel Cigarettes. Arthur Treacher is featured on the Jack Carson Campbell Soup Program every Wednesday night.